All right, guys, bring back Manly Men. Who would have thought that that would have caused an absolute firestorm? Something as basic um, as saying that men are good for our society causes a firestorm, of course, on the left because the left hates anything normal. Basically, if there is anything that looks remotely normal, the left sees it and they want to tear it down. They just cannot stand the idea that things are functioning and things are working and things are normal. Case in point, um, a man wearing a dress. Now, first off, let me just clarify something. When I originally tweeted about this, this was not an attack on Harry Styles. He happened to be the man in the dress, but really it was more of an attack on Vogue and the culture in general that is trying to shove this down our throats, right? This turning women into men and turning men into women has been the, the All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Provoking the Conversation podcast. Once again, my name is Sean and um, got a good one for you guys today. We're going to go ahead and start out with one of my favorite internet personalities. Her name is Candace Owens. For those of you who don't know Candace Owens, in, let me explain a little bit. So Candace Owens is uh, she's a conservative and she's uh, more of a political commentator also known on social media for bringing up um, controversial topics. And she kind of reached a new high and there's something that was brought up the other day and it was about um, men in America. Now, here we go again with people trying to tell men how to be, but let me just kind of get into it before we go and get started. So there was in Vogue, in Vogue magazine, there was a new release for the cover and on the cover, there was Harry Styles, who I'm assuming is a model. I haven't done a lot of research about Harry. And he was wearing a dress. And Candace tweeted something about Vogue magazine and about this cover of Vogue magazine um, that kind of talked about bringing back strong men and manly men. So I'm going to go ahead and read the tweet here. So there's no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is an outright attack. Bring back manly men. Now, on top of this, Candace also released an Instagram video of some of her kind of explaining her opinion and elaborating on it. So I'm going to go ahead and let you guys listen to a clip from this video. Um, and then we're going to come back real quick. All right, guys, bring back manly men. Who would have thought that that would have caused an absolute firestorm? Something as basic um, as saying that men are good for our society causes a firestorm, of course, on the left because the left hates anything normal. Basically, if there is anything that looks remotely normal, the left sees it and they want to tear it down. They just cannot stand the idea that things are functioning and things are working and things are normal. Case in point, um, a man wearing a dress. Now, first off, let me just clarify something. When I originally tweeted about this, this was not an attack on Harry Styles. He happened to be the man in the dress, but really it was more of an attack on Vogue and the culture in general that is trying to shove this down our throats, right? This turning women into men and turning men into women has been the, the move on the left as of late, right? Women should want to go to work. You don't need a man. Shave your head. Dye it pink. Make yourself ugly, right? Because that's feminism and that's power and that sticks it to the patriarchy. Men, put on a ball gown, right? And, and strut on Vogue because somehow that shows that you're not normal and that's really empowering and forward. And quite frankly, 
I do not find men in dresses to be attractive. Women do not find men in dresses to be attractive. Do not believe women that are sitting here telling you, oh, I would love for my man to wear a gown on our wedding day. It's just not true. That's just woke leftist feminists and typically people that follow, follow Hollywood trends. Question I wanna ask you guys about Hollywood because this was almost the biggest issue that I was hitting at. Um, when's the last time they've ever promoted anything good or anything functional? Just think about it. You can, you can write it right now. When is the last time Hollywood has ever promoted anything good or anything functional, right? Hollywood is the conduit to all bad ideas. Anything that they are glorifying in Hollywood, you can guarantee you is going to ruin your life, right? So they want you to think that there are these little demigods. So suddenly Harry Styles puts on a dress and that's just what everybody should be doing, right? Or, oh, this is powerful. Quite frankly, you know, for people who don't play the So that's just part of the clip, guys. Um, just a few things I want to hit on. She she mentioned that one thing that I she said particularly, I'm not attracted to men in dresses, and no woman is. Candace, you may be wrong there because there may be a woman out there who doesn't mind her man wearing a dress, you know. Um, so you may be wrong there. She also goes on later in this clip, and I didn't play this part. I just wanted you guys to kind of hear the beginning and see where she's going. She also talked about Western civilization is, in a sense, you know, trying to change the way men are and that no civilization has ever survived without manly men or without, you know, men who have those basic values such as, you know, um, defending the family, strong, things like that. The, my whole thing is that a dress does not in a sense, individualized if a man is a manly man or not. Now, I can kind of get what she's saying that most women who want a man don't want a man in a dress. I, I mean, I think if we talk to most women in America, they're probably going to be like, yeah, I'm probably okay with my man not wearing a dress. Um, but I, I think the way her message was taken was that she's against any type of man wearing a dress or any type of, I like to call it gender crossing, as in a man wanted to be a woman or do woman-like things or tip or do typical woman-like activities or wear typical woman-like clothing. And the other side, when when um, women or females want to do typical male-like things or male-like activities, which I could get her being a conservative and how conservatives think that's what they're all about. They're all about typical gender roles in the household. Me, personally, I don't necessarily subscribe to that all the way. I do think in the household there is a such thing as t some roles that need to be accepted, but I do not think they are specific to man, man and woman. I think it's just a combination of the two people that get together. Um, Tell you a quick story. So I read a book. I actually listened to this book, and it's called The Art of the Superior Man. Great book. My brother recommended it to me. Any men... Um, that are listening to this podcast, I suggest you listen to the book because you're going to find out a lot more about yourself and you're going to find out a lot more about how you interact with your relationships. And, it, and women who are listening to this podcast, it's not what you think either. But the book really focuses on um, masculine energy and feminine energy in a relationship. Now, it does at times say, you know, males usually have masculine and females usually have feminine, but it talks about the two energies kind of working in yin and yang. Now, we as a society have, have it accepted for a very long time that males are going to have typical roles um, and females are going to have typical roles. And now we are reaching a crossroads where women, 
I, I say specifically women, but I think a lot of men are for it as well. Um, we're battling that status quo. I'm not saying if that's a bad thing. I'm not saying if that's a good thing. But I do think let's be careful here, everybody, that when we're battling that status quo, that we don't forget that in a successful relationship, at least in my opinion, you need people who have different roles. We are so caught up in, especially, and I have conversations like with women, that they get so caught up in saying, well, women can do exactly what men can do. You know, we can't do anything less than anything. Uh, we can't do anything less than you guys. We can do exactly what you guys do. That is great. But I think women were designed to do things that men can't do. And that's the thing that makes us really unique. That's the whole reason all of us have different body types, different ideas, different passions. It's because all of us weren't meant to do the same thing. But for some reason in our society, um, we've come to the point where everyone has to be doing the same thing. If Johnny can't do what Jimmy does, oh, that's wrong. We got to make sure they do the same thing. What necessarily isn't correct. Um, You know... Um, I'll give an example. One of my friends from high school um, went off to be, you know, a defense alignment for Penn State. Well, I wouldn't call him a friend, but he was a teammate. Went off to be a defense alignment at Penn State and went off to coach. You know, he was a defense lineman just because I couldn't go play defense alignment for Penn State. I'm five foot. I was five foot eight, 175 pounds. I would have died on that field. Um, but again, I wasn't upset. I found my own niche and pocket when I went to college. I played DB. I coached for a little bit. I found my major. You know, everybody was meant to go into different pockets. So I don't get, and I think this is what part of why Kansas went on, Candace went on this rant. I don't necessarily agree with her. I don't want you guys to think I agree with everything she said. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of understanding where the frustration is with how the world is changing today. It, it's okay to let people be who they are. But we need to not lose the sight of that we were meant to be different for a reason. We wasn't all meant to be the same. Now, this is not in the same aspect of talking about equality. Because equality, let me tell you guys, equality is not the same. You know, if I'm speaking from a black man's view, the equality that I want is not meaning that I want the same things as Johnny, the white guy down the street, has. No, equality may mean you need to give me more in order for us to play on an equal level, level playing field. Um... Equality may mean I, I need to have a certain batch of things that match the equal certain, certain batch of his things, such as um, women, like if we're complaining, if we're, excuse me, if we're comparing it to men and women, women should have this handful of abilities, men should have this handful of abilities, no matter what they are, um, and they should be able to bring e equal value to a relationship. That's really equality to me. Not so much that they do the same, but different things that can equate to the, um, that can equate to equal, I would say equity in the relationship is the word I'm going to use here. So I, I just thought this was interesting. She also goes on in this clip. The full clip is on her Instagram page. You can go explore if you want. Um, she goes on to talk about Hollywood. And Holly, I'm not going to say beat up on Hollywood here, but I am going to beat up on media because media does have a bad reputation of putting negative images or just images that get views or get, you know, clicks out there. I'm going to use an example that actually a friend of mine brought up to me. Let's use the example back in the 90s of African-American couples. Uh, there was a lot of movies in the nine, early 90s um, that I remember even watching as a kid that depicted African-American couples as being argumentative, as what we call today as toxic, 
as I'm just there being, there was, I think there was a movie back then where an African-American couple was like, you know, from the hood and robbing stuff together. Those type of situations. One of the great examples of this is Baby Boy. You know, that relationship in that movie was just so toxic. And people love that movie. And even black people love that movie. And you will see during that time, there was a trend of movies and shows that showed that. Um, of just African-American couples arguing all the time and doing crime together. And, that's, and the reason why I get to this is because media can actually do that and warp the public's eye of a certain subject. And that's one reason, the reason why this came up between me and my friend is because um, she asked me, why do you post so many, you know, posts about black love? I said, because for a very long time, the media depicted African-American couples as violent, as toxic, as the man's going to cheat, as the woman's going to be what we call today a hoe, which that is not the case. That is not unique to the African-American community. But for some reason, as Candace would say, Hollywood would depict us that way. So and I think that's what she was trying to get to here. Um, media Hollywood does depict negative things about a certain standard because they know you're going to click it. They know you're going to watch it. We love a good, bad story. We love when the couple fights. We love when it's drama. Think about all the stuff you watch. See, this is why also why I stopped watching movies and stuff like that too, unless they're documentaries, because this stuff is literally fed into us. Again, going back to the social dilemma, you know, we go ahead and sit here and absorb, you know, left-wing stuff and right-wing stuff over and over again. It starts becoming the way we think. Um, you may not think that, but it is. This is not me saying, again, I just want to state, this is not me saying I agree with Candace about what she said about men in dresses. I honestly, as a one grown man to another, I don't give a damn what you wear. You can wear a dress. You can wear a skirt. You can wear long johns. You can wear underwear. I don't care. Just don't don't wear underwear around me. That's a little disturbing, but I don't really care. Um, you know, I don't think the clothes you wear really make you a man or not. And I think Candace is wrong. I think she has her own opinion of what a man is. And that's good for her because she has her husband. And that's what she thinks a man is and let her go. Um, you know, and now what she's saying about personality of a man, of, you know, being manly, being protective, being one of the go to work, some of the things that she named, that's really up to the relationship. Because to you, that may be things that you want, but that may not be things that other women want. I know most women want a man that at least, you know, takes charge and things like that, but, you know, to each their own. I think we're in a more accepting society. I do think we do need to keep in mind that certain roles do need to be filled in a relationship in order to be successful. You can't have two people who are indecisive. That's one of my things. I think one person has to be not the decision maker, but someone who wants to drive the decision making. You know, I, I want to drive to us, get a decision. I'm not making the decision on my own. I'm just helping, leading, and facilitating. And a lot of times that person is also facilitating other things. Um, you know, and it could be facilitating different things, you know. I could be the facilitator of trying to get food into the house while, my, you know, my wife or my, or my significant other could be the facilitator of the bills and how we pay for things. Different things depends on the relationship. I'm not going to tell you how to run your relationship. But those are things we need to keep in mind. And I think um, being able to understand your roles and what roles work for you is very important. I think Candace here is taking a chance to say, this is what works for me. 
But she also said, well, any woman, which she can't speak for all women, but I do think she hits something that most women would want a man for typical gender roles. And um, I, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong in your relationship if you want a man with typical gender roles or some type of variation of it. There's nothing wrong if you don't want a typical man. But you got to understand, women, if you're asking for a man to not take charge or make the decisions or some of the things that are stereotypically asked of men to do in relationships, guess what? You will have to do that. You can't have yin and yang you know, in a relationship. You can't have yang and yang. You got to have yang and yang. You got to have some type of balance. That's something that I've learned in any of your relationships. If your friendships, your significant others, even your work relationships, balance is important. I don't know why we just suddenly decide everything needs to be the same. Everything doesn't have to be the same. It's okay to have some balance. So guys, that was just our conversation starter. Um, hopefully you enjoyed. Hopefully get you guys to think a little bit about how you interact with the opposite sex and also what you think of them. Again, I'll just put the disclaimer in there. I am not saying I am agreeing with Candace in any way. I am simply just talking about it and trying to get you guys to think about it a little bit more. All right, guys, so something that you may have not known. Um, today is November 19th when I'm recording this segment, and I want to tell you guys something about International Men's Day. So I want to say in happy International Men's Day, November 19th, to all the men out there. Um, from one man to another, I know sometimes your life comes across as, I, I know you get this from the other end, as privileged. Sometimes they say, men, oh, you have the easy life, you have the easy way, but I know from one man to another um, that your life isn't as easy as the world may make it out to be. So this is a, a man-to-man thing. I know what you're going through. Um, and just let you know I'm here for you and I appreciate that you're here, especially all black men and boys. Um, and I'm, the reason why I'm celebrating International Men's Day is because, one, I'm a man myself. And I want to let you guys know on some statistics about men. Um, that may come to a surprise, but I think we need to talk about a little bit. Um, 76% of suicides are men. 85% of homelessness are men. 70% of homicide victims are men. 40% of domestic abuse victims are men. Men are the majority victims of violent crimes. Men on average serve 64% longer in prison. Men on average are 3.4 times more likely to be in prison than women when both committed the same crime. So the number that stands out to me are the 76% suicides. And, um, you know, and I, I just... And this is not, and I want you guys to know, this is not taking away from women in any way. If you're absorbing, you know, what I'm saying here like that, you need to just stop listening right now. Cause you, um, but just bringing attention to that 76%, that's staggering. That means out of every four people that commit suicide, three of them are men. Three of them. That means if you line up, that means if you... If you line up, if you did 100 people that commit suicide, 75 people are going to be men. And that's a scary statistic, especially for someone like me, that I'm going to open up a little bit to you guys, that I've, you know, struggled with depression depression in the past, and I'm sure we all have. Um, but 
you know, uh, men who listen to this podcast and women who know men who struggle with those type of things. Tell them to go get help. And sometimes going to get help is hard for a man. I think, speaking from a man's point of view, it's harder for us to go get help because we were so raised up to be tough, you know, because that's what women want. Women don't want to, most women will say, I don't want a soft man. I mean, Candace just got done ranting about it. I don't want no man in a dress because it probably to her gives off the image of soft. And another thing that gives off the image of soft that's been gone over over time is expressing his feelings. And because of that, it, women who listen to this podcast, listen closely. Because of that, men bottle things up. We're very good at it. We're very good at hiding behind it. But if you notice what men, I think men, if we look up the numbers, have a higher rate of sus- uh, substance abuse, alcohol, drugs. I think we're the higher rate of that. Why? Because we need some type of, we need something to mask the pain. And that's why at the beginning of this segment, I was talking to men and I said, I know what you go through because I know how that is to mask it. Now, luckily for me, now I've gotten to a place mentally where I've I have a podcast where I can kind of talk to you guys. I found positive ways to deal with my mental health, such as exercise and hobbies. But every man doesn't have that. You know, I was blessed to be around people who supported me. And I was also blessed to be gifted with a I would like to say a strong will, but every man doesn't have that. And every man doesn't have a support system for that. So I want you guys to kind of think about that. We talk about women a lot and supporting women, and I'm all for it. But let's not forget that, again, going back to what I said earlier in this episode, the yin and yang. Men are important. Women are important. We need to find a way to support each other and love each other. Because some of these statistics that I look at are staggering. 76% of men are suicides. 85% are homelessness. And I guarantee a lot of those men that are homeless are our veterans. You know? Um... Homicide victims, men, 70%. You know, 40% domestic abuse, even though that is sometimes looked at as more of a female problem. From You know, a lot of people look at, think of domestic abuse and they think of a man hitting a woman, but it works both ways. This is, again, not taking away from domestic abuse of women, um, but this is also saying there's some men out there who are, who are at home being abused. And as a man, the first thing you're taught is like, you don't hit a woman. So really for us, you know, it's harder for us to fight back in some instances. Now, I was taught by some great men to just walk away. But sometimes you can't walk away for the same reasons women can. You're scared, you know. If a chick's crazy enough, you think if you leave, she's going to kill you. You know, I've definitely run into a few chicks like that. Never dated them, thank God. But you get scared, you know. Um, there, there's definitely some fear to it. And some people laugh at that too. Some people laugh like, oh, how could you be scared of your woman? How could you be, you know, I, I, some of the women of this podcast would know some of you, some women are scarier than some men. And I will tell you that from experience. So again, not to take away from anything, happy international men's day. I love you guys. Please take care of yourselves. Um, you know, do good, some good stuff for your mental health exercise, you know, read a book do things like that. Please take care of yourself, fellas. I love you. I know as men, we don't say that enough. We don't say I love you, bro, enough. So I'm going to say it on this podcast to you guys. I love you, bro. Take care of yourself, please. So staying on the topic of men um, and domestic violence, unfortunately, Over the past week or so, there's been a few major hip-hop artists 
that have been shot. Um, one was shot and killed. Well, he wasn't major, but he was a rapper. So I just want to give my blessings and prayers up to Benny the Butcher and Boozy. If for those of you who may know him as Little Boozy, if you guys don't know who the who these people are, Benny the Butcher's uh he's an over thirty um rap artist just released an album most very um admired um in the hip hop community and Little Boozy most people have heard of him he's another one he's older but admired in the hip hop community both of these men were shot with Benny the Butcher he was actually shot when he was out with his um he was out with his crew. So according, so just to read the headline, according to reports, Benny the Butcher was shot in the leg during an attempted robbery while at Walmart in Houston, Texas. Sources say a car with five men pulled up to bit pulled up to Benny and his crew as they were entering their car outside of a Walmart and demanded their chains. Apparently, Benny and his team were moving too slow when one of the gunmen let off a shot hitting Benny in the leg, which prompted the shooters to flee the scene. Benny was brought to the hospital for treatment, and his condition is still unknown. Um, you know, I I say this. Um, he was shot in the leg, but I, I'm happy he wasn't shot in the chest or the head. So there's a good possibility, which it's a good possibility he will survive this. Um, prayers to Benny and his family, and y'all gotta be careful out there, especially my young dudes who like to have chains and all that bling bling and like to wear expensive stuff. There are there are some demon dudes out here that will rob you for everything on your shoulders and not care about you. I mean, I don't understand how people can move around like that, but you just got to keep your head on a swivel. In the craziness these days, not only do we have to worry about people, you know, especially um just robbing us for our stuff, you got to worry about people just killing you for who you are, especially if you're a black man. You know, we got people out here who are racist who just want to get rid of us just to get rid of us. You know, you got to be careful out here. So, man, make sure you, you stay on your P's and Q's, even at Walmart. Now, Boozy, here's the headline from the Boozy shooting. According to reports, Boozy was shot in his leg while paying his respects to late Dallas rapper um, M.O. 3. M.O. 3 was the next person I was going to mention, guys, that was actually shot and killed. He was a Dallas rapper. So, prayers to M.O. 3 and his family and through this difficult time. Dallas PD told sources that the gunman opened fire on Boozy's sprinter van, injuring him just below the knee. He is said to be doing fine as his injuries are non-life-threatening. We send him our well wishes and hope for a speedy recovery. Jeez, I mean, with with King Vaughn being shot, Boozy getting shot, Benny getting shot, can we stop shooting each other? Like, can we stop? Can we just stop shooting each other? Like... Can we be real? And a lot of a lot of people get mad. And I'm speaking black community here, but I'm speaking to everybody. Come on, man! You shoot me for what? What are you shooting me for? It to, to me, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. To me, it doesn't make any sense to shoot each other over chains, over what? Like I, I was talking to my, I was talking to my friend about this, and this is, and it's from. And I got this from the Big Sean album that recently was released. And there's a line that Big Sean, Big Sean's a rapper for those you don't know. He said, um, you sit, he said, you guys are sitting here out here fighting over blocks that you're not even from. And that kind of hit me because a lot of us who live in this country are immigrants. Our, our ancestors are not from, you know, the United States. Even you white people. 
You're European in most cases. European, Ireland, whatever, Asians, you know, African Americans are noisy from Africa, Nigeria, whatever the descendant is. We are fighting over blocks and pieces of land that really don't even belong to us. They belong to the Native Americans. And as we get closer to Thanksgiving, let's keep that in mind. We're sitting here going to celebrate a holiday, Thanksgiving, that actually was a massacre of people. You got to keep in mind, Thanksgiving in the history books was when, you know, the pilgrims and the Indians came together and had a feast. But that was a ruse by the pilgrims so they could try to steal the Indians' land. We all know about Y'all seen Pocahontas. Come on. <laughs> Y'all know the story. If you don't know the story, you're dumb as hell. and You need to go back to history class. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to insult you. But if by this point you don't understand Americans' history and how racist it really is, then you need a you need a refresher. Now, every problem in our country is not due to racism, but it's this country's built on blood. Let's not let's not be dumb here. But that's the thing. We're sitting here fighting over blocks we don't own that don't really belong to us. We're sitting here shooting people over things frivolous as chains and and territory. It doesn't make any sense. Shit, does people shoot we shoot each other over, you know, because you're a different skin tone? We're shooting each other over because you voted for Joe Biden and you voted for Donald Trump. What? You're, you're going to shoot me over a guy who probably doesn't even know who I am if he looked at me? It doesn't make any sense. Let's stop shooting each other. Just stop shooting each other. That's what I say. Stop shooting each other. Just stop. Stop. Just stop shooting each other. I may sound a little annoying, um, but again, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some type of retaliation coming soon. Like, we don't hear about Benny the Butcher getting into a gunfight soon as a retaliation. Like, we don't hear Boozy getting into retaliation. Because violence just breeds more violence. Now, I know there won't ever be complete peace, and I don't expect that. Not not in this day and age. But, you know, shooting over stupid stuff? Like, King Vaughn died because he got into a fight with another guy. And then him and two of his friends were shot and killed because of that. What? And the thing is, lucky enough, Benny the Butcher and Boozy are going to be fine, but King Vaughn, the, the person I talked about in my last episode, dying, you know, he was, he was 20, he was 25? No, he was 26, I'm sorry. He was 26. He was a baby. I'm 28 years old. We're babies. We're still young. I mean, I, I'm aware that we're young. And that man was on his way of doing something great. His music career was starting to take off. A lot of you may not know about it, but yes, his music career was. And later on in his music career, and I, Joe Button talked about this on his podcast, we don't even know what he could have done in the future for hundreds of people. He could have went on and became a major artist and employed so many people and created a livelihood for so many people. But we will never know. Because he got shot over some beat or over some tussle. Again, guys, let's just, let's stop killing each other. We're all in this together. We're all in this world together. We're all just trying to make it. Let's stop killing each other. Hiring a flamethrower from the top of a city bus. That man identified now as Christopher Dupree actually turned himself in to the police today. Dupree, who also goes by the stage name rapper Dupree G.O.D., is accused of the dangerous stunt in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, earlier in the month. Video here shows a man on top of a B-26 bus with the flamethrower. Today, Dupree and his lawyer claimed nothing he did was illegal and it was for a music video shoot. 
Everything was a safe, controlled environment. Was for the art. We are confident that after review of everything that happened, his actions will be deemed appropriate and safe. Well, Dupree's lawyer says his client is facing a reckless endangerment charge. Nobody, after all that, so, was hurt. This is a new one for me, guys. So, what you just heard was a news clip from um, a local Brooklyn rapper. He he actually turned himself in because they were on the they were looking for him um, for reckless endangerment because. For a music video, he was firing what we call a flamethrower. And when you look at the clip of it, I'm sure it's online, um, it is wild. I've, this is a new one for me, guys. Uh, I wonder where the creative, where does the creativity come from? It, but it's for the art. It's, it's for the art, guys. It, it, it's for the art. But where does the, I wonder what his creative process was. Hmm. I think it went a little bit like this. He's probably sitting down. Hey, yo, homie. Yo, homie. What if... What if... I was standing on top of a bus? Yeah? Yeah? I was standing on top of a bus. Yeah? And I had a flamethrower. A flamethrower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shoots flames and everything. Yeah. We could put it in the video. We could put it in the video? Oh, homie, that's sick. Yeah! Come on, man. That's wild. I would have never thought of that. But you know what? Kudos to him because I guarantee, let's think about it. He's on the news. When he releases that music video, I guarantee he gets some views because it's all over Instagram. That's where I got the story from. So you know what? I, I'm not I'm not knocking his creative process here because it's probably going to pay off for him in the end. Now, I don't know how his music is. I've never listened to his music, but we're going to see. I just thought that was interesting. And the, the way he reacted to the reporters, he's like, it's for the art. And the reporter was like, the art? He's like, yeah, the art, you know. And that's what it thing. You know what? That's not abnormal. For a lot of people who do things outside of the box, people look at him like, why did you do that? He's like, well, I did it for the art. You know, I, I did it for this reason. Um, so <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. You know what? Homie with the flamethrower, more power to you. Nobody got hurt. You know, nobody was hurt in the making of that music video. So, you know, I don't see no reason why it needs to be charged. Reckless endangerment of what? You know, I mean, the bus didn't catch on fire. Um, do you need a permit to have a flamethrower? Wait, how, hold on, guys. How do you even get a flamethrower? Does anybody know? Anybody know how to get a flamethrower? If you know how to get a flamethrower, you got you to gotta let me know. Not because I want to purchase one. I just want to see. I wonder if I do a Google search right now for flamethrowers. Will it come up? Flamethrower for sale. Oh, okay. You can just bomb. Yeah, there's one for as low as 150 bucks. Oh, <laughs> they sell them on Amazon. Yeah, I'm about to get me a flamethrower, y'all. I can make a one-time payment of $283.68 and get a flamethrower. For the art. For the art, right? Would you need a why would you need a flamethrower you know you know what just because just because right guys i just need a flamethrower just because all right so let's go ahead and transition away from rappers and flamethrowers and shooting and a lot of violent things that i don't want to talk about and let's go and go to sports
Alright guys, a couple things in sports that I want to hit real quick. I do want to say congratulations, 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 and congratulations to a very special woman. Um, so, breaking news, this happened a few days ago, about six or seven days ago. The Miami Marlins have named King Nung, uh, excuse me, not King, Kim Nung, and I, I'm saying Nung because her last name literally NG, as their new general manager. She becomes... Major League Baseball, first female and first Asian American general manager. Congratulations to Kim. That is an amazing achievement. We are breaking boundaries. And um, I wish her nothing but the best of luck. So, other things in sports. So, recently, Wichita State's coach has resigned after allegations of physical abuse. So Wichita State is located in Kansas, and which this is Wichita State's head basketball coach. So let me just read you guys the headline as well. Wichita State's men's basketball coach, Greg Marshall, resigns after abuse investigation. Greg Marshall agreed to a settlement of $7.75 million over the next six years to resign as Wichita State men's basketball coach after an internal investigation into his behavior following allegations of physical and verbal abuse by former players. You know what, man? Um, this is nasty. You know, this guy had a history of being so, so-called so a passionate coach, but this is what happens in America. You get to, you get to work at a multi-million dollar school. You get to, and as long as you've had some type of success... You get to keep, first of all, you get to get a settlement after they start investigating you for abuse, and you get a $7 million settlement. This is ridiculous. I don't think Greg Marshall should get a dime, um, but since he was under contract and they just can't fire him unless it's unjust cause, you know, I think, I think what the school is doing here is trying to get ahead of it. Because if the school completed their investigation and didn't figure it out that Okay, he did do these things, which I think there was some evidence that he did. That's why the settlement and the leaving happened. Um, it would look really bad on Wichita State for one, letting it happen, and um, you know, two, um, keeping a guy like that around. So instead of them getting proving it, getting rid of Greg Marshall and saying no, we condemn this, the school did a CYA. They covered their ass. They said, okay, look, we know there's some proof of allegation or just some questionable things that happen, we'll do this. We'll give you a settlement. Just leave the program. You're done. We'll give you money, you know, so we won't um, we won't do bad on your contract so we don't get an illegal allegation. It's just the school covering up. And that's the disgusting part because the one pe the one the people that the school didn't think about here, they thought about themselves, they thought about the coach, but they didn't think about the kids. They didn't think about the players that actually went through this. Because those players would have never came forward if they didn't want justice, if they didn't want something negative to happen to, to Greg Marshall based on what he did. So instead of actually Wichita State doing what they're supposed to do, which is due diligence and, you know, punish Greg Marshall um, by, you know, punishing him by letting him go and not giving him any more of the money, they give him a settlement. They say, okay, that's okay, but you just got to go. You... You can't work here anymore, Greg. You know, there's some allegations uh, about you, you know, yelling and grabbing kids by the throat and pushing them down. And, um, you know, let's just let's just get rid of this quietly. We'll just give you a little bit of money 
so you can go on and live your life. Now, Greg Marshall won't get another job ever again, hopefully. He'll never get a job ever again. Um, but I think we just, we hear these type of things and we just let it go. You know, this man should never be around a, a college campus again. He should never be around, allowed around basketball again. I should not hear his name come up on coaching high school basketball. Um, no, he should not be allowed any type of athletics again if he's deemed abused. So, and I was thinking about this, guys. For some of these instances where people are, again, he there was an investigation. Nothing was proven. But if he took a settlement and he resigned, that means something happened. Something happened that he can't defend. So let's just be real here. But this made me think. For different people who do these different types of acts, there should be a blacklist for a lot of these things. And I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. And the conversation of dogs came up. And somehow we got on the conversation of Michael Vick. Um, for those of you who don't know, Michael Vick was accused back in the early 2000s. Well, he wasn't accused. He was um, he was charged with dogfighting, animal endangerment. And if you've seen the pictures and the images of what he did to some of those dogs, it's truly horrifying. Um, beyond that, since that point, Michael Vick has he served his time that was appointed by the courts. Um, he's, he's since got his act together. He even got another opportunity to play in the NFL. Some people disagree with that. Some people agree with that. that's not the argument I'm making here. What I'm saying here, people like Michael Vick, and as much as I forgive Michael Vick for what he's done, um, and never going to say it's okay, but I think think people can be rehabilitated, um, Michael Vick shouldn't be allowed to own a pet. No, he's lost that privilege. So Michael Vick should go on a registry. There should be a registry for people who abuse animals. And if they live within, kind of like what they do with sex offenders, if they live within, you know, what, 20, what is it, 25 yards, 100 yards, whatever the feed is, they should have to go to every door and say, hi, I am Michael Vick. I'm an animal abuser. If you have a pet or dog or another animal, you know, the whole speech, they should have to do that. They should have to do that and not be allowed to ever have a pet ever again. And the thing what I'm saying about Greg Marshall, he should not be allowed any type of basketball program ever again. No, high school, middle school, elementary school. I don't want no man that ever abused a player physically around any of my kids or anything like that. But you know what? He'll probably get another job. He'll let this die down. You know, he'll let this die down and he'll get another job at maybe a small college or maybe out of high school. And he'll continue to get do, do what he does even though he abused his power. And you know what? He got a nice little settlement too. It's bullcrap, guys. It's bullcrap. We let people get away with too much. And you notice, this isn't a black and white thing, because I mentioned a black guy called Michael Vick. And I'm just, again, so it's all across the land that we let people kind of make mistakes. And they, they, some mistakes you should have to pay for longer. And I, that's not kind of harsh. But when you abuse a person, you know, you, you should, we should know if you have that type of history. But that's just me. Alright, last thing guys, and then I'm going to let you get out of here. Um, I do want to say recent headlines have come out that coronavirus cases are on the rise. And they're not just on the rise in PA, they're not just on the rise in um, Pennsylvania or California or Florida. They're on the rise everywhere. Um, So I I want you guys to just please make sure you're taking the extra precautions to be safe. 
Um, this was um, released on November 18th. Uh, U.S. sees highest COVID-19 death toll in months as deaths top a quarter of a million. Um, it, you know, uh, so a lot of us think that, oh, we got to let the virus run its course. But that's too, just to put it into kind of view here. 250,000 people have lost their lives to this virus. That's probably over 250,000 families that have been affected. And, and I think that's how we need to look at this type of thing. We need to stop looking at it as in how does it affect me and how does it affect we. And a lot of people are saying this and I think we're heading towards this. And even though I don't want to do this and I think it, uh, I don't want to do this, we're heading towards another shutdown. Uh, at least in some states, they're going to start putting deeper restrictions. They're going to start shutting down restaurants or at least lowering their capacity. And the economy is going to go down again. And I just, but the good news is, is that I, I mentioned in some of our, um, our previous episode that there is a vaccine looking like it's on the horizon. So I don't know how that's going to go, but I think the, the, the main thing is here, um, kind of um, beat up on the government a little bit if you're going to put restrictions on us and we're going to tell people to stay home and i think andrew yang who is an independent politician um tweeted this he said if you're going to make people stay home and you're going to put people on lockdown you need to give people the provisions um to do that um no his exact tweet said if we ask you to stay home we should also send you money so you can do so and i could not agree more it, it just it, it doesn't make sense for it doesn't make sense to tell everybody to stay indoors and then not give them the resources that they can do that, such as paying their bills, keeping the lights on and especially paying their gas bill because we're in that time of the year where gas bills and even electric bills are out of control. So that's kind of my ending notes there, guys. Please make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. Some of you may not like wearing a mask. I don't give a damn. Some of you may not, you know, like having the social distance. I don't give a damn. It's not about you. It's about others. So let's make sure we're doing what we have to do so we can get past this pandemic, so the economy to go back up, so we can deal with some other things in our country, such as social injustice, you know, things like that. We can't, can't take care of that until the until coronavirus is gone. We can't build the economy back until the coronavirus is somewhat under control. So just know, we gotta get rid of this number one thing first before all those other things that we just voted for can be taken care of, all right? So guys, once again, thank you for listening. If no one's told you today, I love you guys. Please be safe. Again, wear a mask, and like I always say, keep talking.